Welcome to Noir Professionals. I'm Sam. And I'm Siobhan. And today's topic is Women Win Wednesday. And before we get started, as always, I just want to let you know that the things that we're sharing with you today are things that we're passionate about, that we've looked up ourselves, and everything is free for you to look at on the internet. We have not been sponsored or paid by any company to share this information with you. Now, unless you know someone who knows someone who is looking to sponsor us or someone, then we would be glad to take the money. Okay, so Siobhan, how was your week? My week was better. I'm going to say my week was better because I know last week that's what I said that I was going to talk about my week being better. So I've definitely been doing a lot of doing it scared this week, stepping outside of my comfort zone. Absolutely. But that's what life is all about. Um, Mm -hmm. Life definitely is throwing some challenges my way right now. And I've been like, nope, that's it. I'm throwing in a towel. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, so proud of you. Yeah, like, I just want to stay in my house. I don't want to see anybody outside. I don't want to talk to anybody outside. But it's like, you can't do that. I think Sam and I were talking earlier in the week, and I was just sharing with her. Same thing that I tell myself. Like, sometimes, like, literally all you can do is put one foot in front of another and just do that thing and then do the next thing. Yeah. And sometimes mm-hmm. showing up is all the people can get because that's literally all you have to give. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't have to do everything and I don't have to do everything right now. So mm-hmm. that's where I am this week. I am excited to go into next week. Like I've been very productive in spite of everything that's gone on this week, so I'm happy about that. Mhm. Well, um not I, it was a short week this week cuz we had the holiday. So I only had to work four days. It was like a busy four days. Yeah, it's a busy four days, though, because when you go back to work, it's like you got to catch up on all the things that was supposed to be done on Monday. So by Friday, I was just like, oh, my gosh. And I have this thing that I do when I get like tired where I push my hand, my fingers through my hair. And by the end of the day, my hair is like standing up on. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone looks at me. It was like rough day today. And I'm like, yeah. Just a little. But don't you hate that? Why can't they tell you, Samantha? Like, a piece of your hair is is out. It won't be a piece, though. It's like the whole thing. Like, I literally push my... (laughs) It's it's so fat. And I I don't even care. Like, I'm just like, oh. You know, at that point, it's just kind of like one of those moments where you're just trying to, like, figure out something. It's frustrating you. You just run your hand through you. So that's what I do. And it just kind of gets out of hand. So by the end of the day, I don't even know how I look. Um, And I often joke with my boss. I'm like, girl, look at my edges. I do. It's because you put your hand in your hair. You have hand and hair syndrome. And then your hands are moist and you mess up the edges. This is why I like to have a nice tight bun at all times and keep it tight and right. (laughs) Girl, but you know my hair is short, so. Um, Well, I'm going to, I don't know. But you know what? Let's go into our topic. Yes, I'm very excited for this. I had a good week. So it's a good short week. Um. So I'm really excited about our topic because I get to talk about the woman I adore. Like, I think I've talked about her last week on our first episode. Yes, I'm sure you did. I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because she's so amazing. And just like Siobhan knows, like this woman, I don't know if I can meet her. I, I'm like building you guys up, right? So I don't know if I can meet her because I look up to her so much. And it's really weird because I didn't always look up to her. I always knew I didn't actually, if Oprah's listening, I love you. (laughs) 
but I didn't care for your show. So. Oh, that's interesting. Why? Now, I just, I was never like a, um, I was never a talk show person. You okay. know? I was just never like, oh, she's talking about something I want to hear. I mean, like, when Oprah shows on, I was still fairly young, you know? Um, um, I was young too, and I was watching Oprah right after General Hospital. Oh no, I was not, <laughs> um, and I wasn't watching General Hospital either. So you missed I, out. <laughs> no, because you know, if you want to talk soap operas, Days of Our Lives, girl, don't play Marla, uh, Marlene, Marla, Marla, something when she was the you devil. Know, oh my gosh, Stefan. Okay, I've girl. been an old lady all my life. What was I doing watching General Hospital and Oprah? At I like seven, eight. But I'm sorry, I, I digress. <laughs> I don't know what you were doing, girl, but I was not. I was watching, was watching my Moon. shows. <laughs> I was on Sailor Moon by then, girl. Stop playing. <laughs> um, but I had uh, did so. I never like, even though she just recently, like, within the last five to ten years, retired from doing um, TV shows. I or her TV show, I still didn't watch it. It just never appealed to me because that kind of thing never doesn't appeal to me. Like if I sit down and I watch TV in my leisure. I'm not watching that for anyone, you know, so it's not just Oprah. It's anyone who does that. I would never, you know, who I did watch though, to be honest, Ricky Lake. I did watch Ricky Lake, but that was shenanigans and debauchery. <laughs> I miss shows like this. Ricky Lake, Jenny Jones. I feel like they yes. don't have stuff like that now. No. Like, I loved Jenny Jones. She was yeah. the one. She was the one. Yep. Jerry Springer. Um, yes. Do you debauchery. remember Richard Bay? Yes, of course. We're dating ourselves now, but that's when TV was We're good. If you had a snow day or oh, <laughs> like a day to sure. stay home, you yes. can do that. Bob yes. Barker, the I price was, is right. <laughs> don't play one dollar, okay? <laughs> Always bet a dollar. You can't go wrong with that. Um, now Drew Carey does that show. I don't think I like it with him. I don't like it with him. No. Anyway. Yeah, we digress. Oprah. I did, yeah, Oprah the reason for my existence so she is um the what i love about oprah is not so much you know her show you know like she did a phenomenal show no doubt but how she came about that's the thing that i think resonates with me because this woman's childhood this woman's life like she her parents broke up I'm, I, of course, did my, my homework. I just want to say we could be related because she was, what? I'm just saying she was born two hours from where my whole family was raised. Tupelo, Mississippi is where my whole family was raised. And she was born in um, Kosciuszko, Mississippi. You never know, Sam. I know. We might be. I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, but so that's like two hours for me. So I thought that was a cool, interesting fact. Of course, she's far older than me. So she's not my sister by no means. <laughs> so, but she could be your older sister. No, my mother was still a child. They were probably teenagers together. So, mm. <laughs> but, you know, her childhood was like, wow, you know, you made it because her parents, you know, she was born, she's, she was born to, um, out of wedlock which back in oh, those days was a big yeah. deal because we're talking 1950s okay so that was a big deal so she's born out of wedlock and her parents ended up breaking up and not getting back together and she ended up being raised until she was like nine by her grandmother and even now in 2000 what year is it 19 we we know when you're 
parents are not the main caregiver, it makes life, and statistically speaking, a little harder for you. You know, uh, we see more of the kids who are raised by the grandparents to have more uh, behavior issues, you know, things of that nature, statistically speaking, because they lack that maternal paternal um, care. So she had that. Against that is her. very interesting. Mm hmm. So she had that already, not against her, but she had that going. And then her mother, you're going to flip, okay? Her mother ended up um, getting her back when she was about nine years old. And now her mom has more kids and she's in Milwaukee. Where is Sam from? Samantha. (laughs) This is all I'm saying. Milwaukee is where I'm from. So she spent about five years in Milwaukee's ghetto. That's what they (laughs) said. <laughs> wherever that is I mean there's many of them so she spent five years with her mother in Milwaukee and that's where she was abused so from okay. the age of okay. nine yes so from the age of nine until like I think she moved with her father in Tennessee that she was um abused by men that her family trusted they didn't say like boyfriends or anything I don't know I don't know Right. And the that is a mind fuck. Okay. We don't even need to even try to guess why. You know, like here you are, a small child, trusting these grown-ups to have your best interest in mind, and they are doing these things to you that are completely and utterly disgusting and terrible. And you grow up in that, you know? Um, and you yeah. grow up hiding that and you grow up dealing with that and feeling those feelings, right? So she's got that, okay? She's still young and she has that. But in the between all this time, she's already finding herself. She's already ahead of the game because I didn't mention she skipped like two to three grades early on because her grandmother, God bless her, was on it and had her reading and writing by the age of two and a half. So she wow, actually, yes. So she actually wrote a letter, I think in like kindergarten or first grade or something like that and asked to be removed. And they skipped her to third grade. Okay, she's like, listen, I have learning to do. I and have this is not things cutting to it. do. <laughs> and she was already, her rhetoric by then had already, like she already found her, her thing. You know, she was, you know, growing, you, you're from the South. You're going to church, no doubt, hands down, especially in 1950, you're going to church. Oh, absolutely. You're going to church on Sunday, revival on Tuesday through Wednesday. You know what I mean? Don't forget Don't Bible play. study on Thursday. Bible study on Thursday, <laughs> choir practice on Saturday. Don't yes. play. You're going to church, you know. Right. And so she had already started to make speeches or stuff like that at churches from a young age, even getting paid to speak at places, you know. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, yes. And um, at churches. Um, so then fast forward again. OK, so she was with her mom in Milwaukee and got abused. And then her father came and got her and her father um, lived in Tennessee at the time. So her father um was actually far more like she made the comment that he was like he saved her he was having her doing her letters having her you know get good grades and all of these things right and then something happened and she had to go back to her grandma but by now she's found herself she's oprah and actually her name's not oprah it's orpha but it's very hard to say so people just call her oprah so instead of saying oh P R A or O O P 
O-R-P-A-H is actually O-R-P-A-H. It's a biblical name. Oh. But you can't say it. How do you say it? Orpha? I don't know. She never oh. told me. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. When I meet her, I'm going to ask. If I meet her, which I'll get to. And I guess what her, her middle name is. Don't say Samantha because I'm just going to be like, you know what? This is I too much. Wish, I <laughs> is it Lee? wish. I wish. I wish we had more connection. But it's actually Gail, which I thought was like, eh. Oh, that's her best friend, though. So that's interesting. I know, but it would be so much cooler if it was like Samantha or Lee or something to that extent. That would be that's great. actually pretty. Oprah Gail. It's not Oprah, though. It's Orpha. Orpha Gail. Orpha I don't know. Gail it sounds Winfrey. very Southern. It's very Southern. She's Southern. Anyway, so her father saved her. And so she's now like in her zone um, at the ages of like 15, 16, things like that. She's making speeches. She's she's doing the thing and now she's back with grandma where she'll finish high school and then she goes on to college now this is what's so phenomenal by 18 19 years old oprah is already on camera okay she is a sophomore in um college she's she was had already been two years on camera by her sophomore year in college oh so was she like part of the broadcasting program yeah, there she was or she doing was working- of TV, she's an anchor woman. Oh, you know, I never knew that. I thought yes. she was much older when that started. No, well, when she broke out, but she was pulling numbers. Um, like I don't know, she was pulling down numbers, big numbers. I think that somewhere I read, and I'm trying to find it real quick, that she was pulling down numbers bigger than Donahue. Donahue, remember him? Really? Yes. Yeah. Phil Donahue, yes, Phil Don- with the white yeah. hair and glasses. Yeah. I she do. was pulling down numbers as an anchor woman um, years later, and that's what got her the big push to Chicago, which is where oh, everyone knows her. But she was right. an anchor woman doing the news in uh, several different states. So here this woman is, and we all know Oprah. I like uh, Oprah, I love you. Okay, if you're listening. <laughs> But she has her Luther Vandross moments, right? Just like we all uh-huh. do. You know, you got big Luther and skinny Luther. And so Oprah was a big girl doing these things. So right. she had all of these things against her, let's say against her or for her. But mm-hmm. she had all these weaknesses she was making into strengths, let's say that. And um, a, during a time where black people were still like freshly minted you know what I mean, from being, you know, segregated. And she is able to get in front of that thing. She was able to get in front of the camera. And we still have this problem today, you know, of getting black women who are darker complected and big boned in front of the camera. Yes, that's actually going to touch upon one of my women that I'm using this week. So that's very interesting that that came up for you. And that, yeah. yes, in 2019, all these years later, mm-hmm. you know, women of color getting that recognition. And especially mm-hmm. if we go into colorism, the darker mm-hmm. you get on the spectrum, the harder mm-hmm. it is to, mm-hmm. you know, get that recognition that you need. Yeah. So it's definitely, definitely amazing that she did what she did with her career in yes. the time that she did it. I think there's something so 
powerful yes. and just amazing about being the first to do something yes. and to lead that way because it's always like how did she know that she could do that yes how and did that's she what have the resources me. to get these things you know it's like wow like you really me. did this yes that's what pulls me to her oprah it's like when she was going through all these terrible things the childhood issues back and forth with grandma back and forth with mom but you know what i mean like can you imagine mm-hmm. the emotions you know nope. that she was feeling like but she persevered through all of that you know and right. and here she is a black woman um who is darker complected and this is literally at the time a white world you know because this is the 50s 60s you know 70s even we're still kind of eh, really doing this you know with segre- integration or eh, you know we st- we're freshly out of it so people still using colored and inward you know like these right. these things are still happening um, and they're not taboo like they are now, you know. Um, mm-hmm. We we hadn't gotten there yet, and here she is going against every single stereotype, every single grain. Do you know how many people had to tell her she couldn't before she did it? Right. It reminds and me of a college is. professor that told me he's like, "You have to collect your nose." I'm sure Oprah collected her nose yes. in the beginning of her career before she was Oprah. You know, Mm -hmm. people are like, who Mm -hmm. are you? No, we don't want that. Take that somewhere else. But she Mm -hmm. persevered, Mm -hmm. which is phenomenal. Yes. And that's what makes me um, just really look up to her. You know, like it's not the money, you know, so I wouldn't know Oprah if she wasn't Oprah. So, I mean, yes, indirectly it is the money, but it's like she went through so much and as people like you and I who are doing this podcast and we're trying to emerge in this market and and me as an author you know trying to emerge in that market and how many nights and how many days I'm second guessing myself and how many nights and how many days I'm just like I should just stop it's not going anywhere I'm not doing anything I'm not reaching these goals that I want to reach fast enough I'm not you know I'm I'm woe was me you know I have that right. time where I'm just like woe was me I have two kids and it's just hard to do these things with my children and and what am I doing to my family like I've always had that like I'm spending a lot of time trying to invest into our future that looks bleak some days you know and it's like you you look at people like Oprah I do at least I look at Oprah and I say how many times did she have this conversation with herself right. how many She's times yeah how many times and how and far worse than me far worse than me because she had success you know so how many times was someone threatening that success so anyway that's that's i think oprah what you're talking about with her Mm -hmm. is a really nice segue into the first lady that i'm going to talk about because i think and what you were talking about with yourself with your kids Mm -hmm. and just the different um revenue streams and passions that you're involved in mm-hmm. how you can not motivate yourself but like stay the course and right. really bump that up so the first woman that i'm going to talk about this evening her name is nicole Waller walters and you can find her and all the information that i'm going to talk about at nicolewalters.com and i will start off saying what i love about nicole is she is a regular woman she feels so relatable and she draws you in so i first encountered nicole maybe six months ago because she was popping up on my 
Facebook feed. You know what? It has to be longer than six months because she has a weight loss journey in between everything that she's doing. Um, so maybe it's been about a year that I've been following her. And she first popped up on my Instagram feed. And what drew me to her was that she had these kids, these three little girls, and she makes videos sometimes that are just so relatable about being a mom. And my cousin has three kids after the season because <laughs> she just keeps it 100% real. Um, and in keeping it 100% real, she also shares that she's a businesswoman and an entrepreneur. So Nicole, like I said, she's a wife, she's a mom. She has over 10 years of experience working for Fortune 500 companies. And in working for these companies, she was a six-figure salary earner. So she was mm. making a big impact in these companies that she was working for. And she just started to discover, like, I'm good at this. But this is not my passion. This is not what moves me and what pushes me forward. And she said what really made that come to light for her was she asked her boss, so, okay, what's the next step for me, right? She says she's a type A personality. She wants to be going on to the next thing. She wants to always be progressing. And her boss told her, well, you have to kind of do this for a few years. And it really gave her pause. And so in giving her pause, she started her business and now she helps other people that are entrepreneurs find their clarity of purpose in what it is that they're doing. So she has a program, it's called 1K a Day, and the goal is to give you direction and the tools so that you can have $1,000 days in your business as opposed to just months. And so at first I was like, hmm, what's the catch here? But as I started to follow her and listen to her, she's sincere. She really wants people to have the opportunity to better their lives. And she wasn't just a woman that was on Facebook or on Instagram. She's been in Forbes. She's been an entrepreneur, the Huffington Post, Fox News. Like She's really a force within her market. And she helps people transform their businesses. And so I said, that's awesome that she took something that she was passionate about and she wanted to help people. I feel like so many times when you see people that are selling courses online mm -hmm. um, that are telling you that they can help you, it's always a catch. They're only telling right. you so much. She's right. laying it all out. I make $11,000, I do it this way, and this is how you do it. She's really about helping people. And in addition to helping people, and aside, what I thought was really motivating about her, she's a caring person. So her daughters that she has, she adopted them. And in her podcast on her first episode, or her first and second episode, she explains how literally her and her husband who met on okcupid which i thought was fantastic really? you know, we're always talking about online dating and are they still married they are still married okay um, well you they've know been you got those one-offs you yes. got those outliers yes but she did <laughs> she <laughs> said yes in in you know our defense sam she did say she met her husband before online dating became like you know terrible so she See? did meet him online <laughs> Um, and they had been married for almost seven years. And she said one night they went to get ice cream and they saw what she thought was like a lady, not even a lady. She thought it was a puppy, like something just jumping up and down and it was cold or whatever. So they kind of like pulled over to look and see what it was. And they actually said it was a, a young child, a woman and a young child. So they started oh talking gosh. to her 
And in this one night, they see this woman. They're like, okay, fine. They talked to her. They gave her some money and they kept it moving to go get their ice cream because that's what they were originally looking for. And when they reached the ice cream store, it was closed. So they had to turn back around. And so she said to herself, she was saying like, I really hope that they're not there because I'm going to have to do something now if they're there. And so, of course, the woman and her baby were there and they took them to get food and overtaking them to get food. They then drove them to their house. She's like, I have these two other daughters and they're like, okay, well, what can we do to help? So Nicole started getting involved in these girls' lives. She's like, okay, I'm going to mentor them. She's going mm-hmm. to their schools. She's finding out mm-hmm. about their teachers. Um, where do they need help? And just wow. guiding them and being wow. there for them. Because she's like, you know what? I could just walk away because I'm sure so many other people have walked away from yeah. them. But I'm going to do something different. And over the course of this time... The mother of these children comes to tell her that, like, she's a drug addict and she has to go to prison. So she takes these girls in. And I'm like, who does this? But that tells you the kind of person that Nicole is. And that's what was drawing me to her. And why I was like, yes, this is a woman that I can look up to. Because not only is she a savvy businesswoman, not only does she make money, but she's compassionate. She cares. Some people talk about things. I feel like Nicole does things. Um, And that just really inspired me. And she still has the girls to this day. Like, she is their mom. And then over the course of following them the last year, you see how they grow and how they look different. She's just really a nice woman. And I felt like that was so relatable. And I want to share with you and the listeners, because Mm -hmm. in addition to Nicole just being a nice woman, she's funny if you follow her on her social media. And she helps get you on track with your business how Mm -hmm. to scale your business how to find your market how to stay in your market um how to get ad revenue sources so for all the women that are and the men who are listening all the people (laughs) that are entrepreneurs that want to build i would highly recommend you check nicole's stuff out because it's just fantastic i'm actually thinking of doing a course myself just to get more business experience so that's my woman who is your next woman so um outside of like doing the podcast so one of the reasons i picked oprah is because of her business savvy like you picked your young lady and i think that we pick we pick the people this uh, every week we'll probably pick people who speak to what we're doing in our lives and motivate us right so um as a author um this is where I find most of my um, more trying moments when it comes to my outside project because um, being an author, you are constantly second guessing yourself if people are gonna like what you're putting out, if it's gonna sell, if it's gonna do this, if, 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 you know, everyone wants to be the next JK Rowland. And that just happens to be my woman. And um, yes, and and I, again, it's not about the books. I'm going to be completely honest. I haven't read one of them. Have okay. you seen the movies? Nope. Oh, I haven't. This is interesting then. This I, is definitely interesting. So you see my trend. I don't care about the product. You know what I mean? Like it's the story behind the person um, that really excites me. Like I, I support people i try to support authors i'm sure she doesn't need my three or seven dollars or whatever it is that her book is. <laughs> but um 
it helps it does help and so i i try to support people the ways that i can but i also am limited in time so whenever i do have free moment i only do what i love to do like if i have a free moment i'm not going to do anything i don't enjoy immensely because i literally have a moment it's probably like an hour that's about as much as i carve out in a day for sam an hour um it's not enough no, it's not enough, but I have all these things that I have to do, you know? So this is why I need these motivational stories and these women that influence me to keep me going. Cause like literally I'll come home after work and I'll sit down for 30 minutes, maybe. Sometimes I go straight to cooking dinner. And then after dinner, before I take the dogs out, I maybe have 30 minutes to an hour where I can just sit down and, and um, just maybe scroll through social media do something this is where i give you parents so much credit so much credit my kids would be starving like oh my gosh mom has not cooked all week a lot of credit so (laughs) oprah has no kids you know um so i can't relate to her here and many authors that i do also look up to have a double family home when they're going through being author because it is hard folks Writing is very hard. It's a lot. What do you mean when you say a double family home? A mom and a dad. So when mom is writing, dad is cooking, or dad is doing this, or dad. You know what I mean? There's someone else there to help out. You know, and a lot of women say, "Well, he doesn't help out." You don't even know until you have nobody. What what every little thing helps you know so if you have someone in your home you are not alone so don't do that like that's a slap in the face to single parents when married women say but i'm practically a single mom no you're not you're not a single mom until you don't have a choice like there is no one you know and jk Rowland was a single mom so jk Rowland, um when she you know started writing She's always been a writer. Once you, you know, I think like that's just like uh, Oprah. She always knew that that was something that she wanted to do. She always knew that that was something that she was good at. So she's always been writing. You know, she's been pinning things, short stories, whatever, um, forever, but never a novel to its completion. And it's funny that her husband and her, she she ended up marrying this guy. And after her mother died of multiple sclerosis at about 25, her age 25, and she got married, had a miscarriage, then had a baby with her husband who ended up being abusive um, verbally, maybe even a little bit physically, I think. Oh, man. Yeah. So they got divorced, thankfully, right? So now she Mm -hmm. has a kid and she's a single mom and she's struggling. She's on welfare. Um. That's how bad she was struggling. Can you, can you, I don't think folks get it. Like this, the struggle in that moment is so damn real. It is mm-hmm. so real. You are a mother who has a child who is depending on you for everything, including happiness, life, water, food, clothes, happiness that's what our children depend on us for that's what we have to be strong for so here she is doing her best on welfare not and if you're on welfare we can assume safely you can't give your child everything they want you know um you you, you're barely able to provide their needs like this is the struggle and you don't know and some of you do 
know how it feels to not have and and have to tell your kid you don't have like that is a mind as another mind fuck that's just out of this world um to be able to not have something that your kid may really want you know and here she is a single mom who clinically depressed at this time mm-hmm. and uh and that's like documented and she writes this book and she is writing at she was a waitress so i think she was a waitress and she was writing on paper like napkins she was writing yes insane she's she was writing everywhere she could she just had to get the book out of her brain and onto paper and uh 12 rejections can you imagine how each one of them feel right now like whoops (laughs) right it's like oh we slept on harry potter but you know what it's like that's what's so crazy and i think that's what's so motivating about her Mm -hmm. is again if you believe in something no matter how outlandish it may seem sticking with it because knowing what harry potter is i can totally see how when people got the first copy they're like no one's gonna buy this what is this you have made up language made up terms i mean men have been doing it in novels for centuries but again this is a woman this is a single mom who are you what are your credentials Mm -hmm. they're like no and look what they passed up on so don't let your circumstances dictate what it is that you can do because you can literally do anything if you put in the work yep and so and that's the whole thing with her so she got all those rejections and um someone said yes a very small publishing company said yes and then from there you know just became what it is right now and she's um she does well she's of course she's does well <laughs> but she does more yeah. than well <laughs> But she came from humble beginnings. And this is one thing that I love that she said. And I quote, it was a quote from her from an interview she did with The Insider. I was a single parent and a single parent on benefits to boot. Being a parent, a single parent, was almost as hard to bear as stigmatization. She wrote in an essay. I would say to any single parent currently feeling the weight of stereotype or stigmatization that I am prouder of my years as a single mother than any other part of my life because for real, the struggle is real being a single parent and being a single parent and having a vision and a goal and a dream and a project, that's even harder because we have to take time away from our kids to make those things happen and or like me not sleep as frequent as most humans should which is not healthy (laughs) we're gonna have to have a conversation outside of this (laughs) so anyway that's my other woman jk Rowland, who's uh winning as a woman right now and and i really appreciate because i only get two this week so i really appreciate these two women and, and and sharing their story with us so that we can um be encouraged be encouraged by what they have been able to do and and how they had those humble beginnings like really i can't tell you it really does absolutely sam and what i love about jk rowling is that jk rowling was a billionaire she Mm -hmm. was a billionaire oh yeah billions of dollars yeah she has donated so Mm -hmm. much money to different charities and organizations Mm -hmm. that she's no longer a billionaire yeah that's my kind of woman she knows what the struggle is 
<laughs> Samantha's like, I don't know. What, if you have billions uh, of dollars, Oprah billions. is got billions, and she's building schools and full communities right, in but Africa. She has but more she's, billions. Yes, <laughs> she's keeping her billions. I'm just saying, JK, you need to maybe write another book. I love you too, but it's, uh, it's a you balance. May so for me, I really appreciate that, that she's <laughs> definitely putting her money out there. Um, I definitely respect that and highly commend that. But um, for my second woman this week, I'm just so impressed with her. And one of the things that impresses me most is that she's only 29 years old. Oh, and I so- hate these kinds. <laughs> Because I'm like, what the hell was I doing at 29? <laughs> right, exactly. And so it's like a catch 22. Because on one side, I am so proud of her. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. But then on the other side, I'm like, so who does your laundry? Like, who goes grocery shopping for you? Like, who does your day to day stuff? Because if you're achieving at this level, like, when do you do other things outside of achieving? <laughs> I just don't know. But yeah. to give you an idea, the young lady, her name is Joy Buyo Lawini. I hope that I'm saying that correctly. If not, Miss Joy, I apologize ahead of time. I definitely searched online to see if anybody had pronunciation of it, and I did not <laughs> find it in the links. So just to give you an idea of how heavy she is she is a Rhodes Scholar she is a Fulbright Fellow she is a Google Anita Borg Scholar she's an Astronaut Scholar a Stamps Scholar she has a Master's from MIT and a Master's degree in Learning and Technology from Oxford University my goodness she's she's only 29 years old (laughs) she's got the heavy only 29 years old my goodness. And I came across her in passing. I had seen somebody posted again on social media um, a little blurb, and it had said that AI, artificial intelligence, cannot detect black women. And I was like, oh, that's BS, like whatever. And I didn't think anything <laughs> of it. I was just like, you know, people put anything on the internet, you can't trust it. And so I started following up with it a little more, and that is where I came across Joy. So Joy is um, interested in coding. She works in coding and computer algorithms and all of the things that make computers work behind the scenes. And so she works at MIT, where she also got one of her masters from, in the Media Lab. And her research is focusing on identification bias in algorithms. Mm. Sam and I have done so much talking about algorithms in the, in the last, last week, few days. Yes. And the thing that's interesting about algorithms is that what? Algorithms are not people. Algorithms are in computers. Mm -hmm. So they have no way of identifying your feelings, Mm -hmm. your thoughts, and it doesn't have that comprehension. They're working on it with machine learning and trying to replicate what the human brain does, but there's nothing. I saw a robot. I robot with Will Smith. And um, let's just say... Why should we fulfill this? We we know how the story ends. We know. Like, what are we doing? I saw it. Not only that, I have to say, I was in Connecticut over the summer, and I want to say I was in Stop and Shop, and I was minding my business, okay? I was probably on my way to get some ice cream, because we all know at this point, that's what I like to do. When I tell you, 
that they have an in-store robot that just rolled up on me and i was like what the hell is this i'd never seen it and i kind of just turned around and it was right there and so i was like you know it looks weird like once you get used to it you're like oh okay they have a robot in the store that like cleans up spills and it identifies spills and it Mm -hmm. makes an announcement somebody spilled something in aisle three (laughs) but (laughs) on your first reaction you're like oh my gosh and it was a big robot because i'm 510 and it was a few inches taller than me so that's overwhelming yeah that's a big robot it's intimidating yes if they go i robot on you then you're done (sighs) yes exactly and so that's what's so fascinating and interesting about Miss Joy's work because we're moving in that direction. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Mm-hmm. How much technology and artificial intelligence do you use every day, right? Doggone, fl- somebody's listening all the time because I can be ta- watch what I'm going to see. We talked about Oprah, JK Rowland, and who yes. was the other young lady that um you talked about? Oh, Nicole Walters. Nicole Walters. Watch me get an ad from one of those three people. (laughs) It's uh, going to pop up. It's going to happen. Someone is listening to me. I don't know who it is. Siri, Alexa, Google, you bitches. Right. And in 2009 and in the future, that's the way that we're going. Something is always listening. Sometimes it's even so scary to the point where you're like, I thought of something and it has appeared on my Facebook feed. And I'm like, you had to have said it at some time. Yeah. But yes, so that's where it's going, right? You mm-hmm. figure the phones have Face ID, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Even the games people want to use, Snapchat, to get the filters to come on your face, Face ID. Um, the aging app that everybody went crazy for, oh, yeah. Face ID. I mm-hmm. um, police systems are using mm-hmm. Face ID. Mm-hmm. They're looking at a criminal or a suspect, and then they're matching all the different faces. Right. Um, even recently, as I was reading Joy's work, There was even a beauty contest that was determined by artificial intelligence and using all these algorithms to see like facial um, numbers and spacing to define beauty. Right. And so. My numbers are (laughs) fucked. Yeah, that's just not going to be for me. (laughs) Um, But in her studies, Miss Joy found that artificial intelligence has trouble of all the races, men, women, white, black, Asian, the most hard for artificial intelligence to identify is the black woman. Mm-hmm. The darker the woman, the more difficult it is for the artificial intelligence to identify. Did As I tell a black you, woman, that was horrifying to me. Did I tell you about my racist watch? No, what happened? Okay. So before I got my Apple Watch, I tried to get like a cheaper version of it, because <laughs> mm-hmm. and it and it couldn't. It was supposed to tell me my blood pressure, right? And it never worked. It never worked. So I kept like going back to the to the uh, vendor and I said, you know, this watch is broken. It doesn't work. I've done all the things, and you know what they told me? That it's my skin color because <gasps> I'm dark skin. See? It couldn't pick up my blood because whatever it was doing doesn't work those lights and blah 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 blah, because my skin was too dark and it is literally true and this is what her research found and her research was so poignant that ibm um and another large computer company that is escaping my mind right now is currently working on changing their artificial intelligence um so that this is not happening and Mm -hmm. the name of the 
article, if you guys want to research it and pull it up, and we'll link it for you as well, is Gender Studies, Intersectional Accuracy Disparities in Commercial Gender Classification. And so it's not necessarily saying like gender, are you a man or are you a woman, but it's about identifying male, female based on color. And so... Mm -hmm. In doing this, Joy has been several places. She has a TED Talk called How I'm Fighting Bias in Algorithms because it's something that's going on on the back end that they have to um, work with the algorithms so that they can pick up the color and the facial spacing and all of these things in Mm -hmm. women of color. Mm -hmm. And so in doing this work, Joy founded algorithm justice league which you can go to that website and you can support you can learn what you can do to let um politicians local governments know like how this is affecting your life it's how you can donate money how you can become a part of this program and then joy also has her own website where you can see her work and one thing that was definitely interesting to me that i can also link as well is she took Sojourner Truth's poem, Ain't I a Woman? And she made a YouTube video where she also made her own poem. And it says, AI, Ain't I a Woman? And in the YouTube video, it's about three minutes and 39 seconds. She's showing you, I'm thinking it's clips from her research, but how the algorithms do not recognize black women. And it was famous black women. So what she found in this little article, or the little clip, Artificial intelligence could not recognize Oprah. Oh, it could not recognize how did Michelle you not Obama. No, Oprah. It could not she, recognize oh, her. This is bad. It couldn't recognize Michelle well, Obama. I tell you what, someone else couldn't recognize Oprah without makeup on and accuse her of stealing. Remember? Yes, yes, and one of those fancy Hermes, right? In yes, France, yes. Like, do you know who you're talking do about? You, she could buy your whole this, store and everybody's she, job up in it. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna need you Just, not to do that again. Yes, How it couldn't recognize. I would have been mortified. It couldn't recognize Shirley Chisholm. Mm. And then when it put just some other women in, the things that it was identifying these black women as, a lot of times, um, it couldn't recognize Serena and Venus Williams. Well, that, a lot of the how times, is that possible? I want to say it didn't recognize Shonda Rhimes. Mm. Um. A what, lot of what times, what were they doing? What was it coming up as? It was pictures. It was pictures that you would pull from People magazine. So some of them were modern pictures that you would pull from a magazine. Mm-hmm. Some of them were older pictures from when they were little girls in the fifties, and even mm-hmm. when they were older. Now, what was interesting, she found that when Oprah was little, it recognized her as a man. Then they really? put another picture in where she had straight hair and her skin looked lighter. I don't know if, you know, in the editing process, somebody had lightened her skin. She had but when a she wave looked like of that. very miscolored, I love you, Oprah, very miscolored um, makeup. It was really light. Yes. Well, let me tell you, when Oprah presented light with wavy hair, mm-hmm. artificial intelligence recognized her as the first lady. Shut up. Which one? <laughs> I'm not. It didn't say. It just so the oh. way. If you watch the video, and we'll link it, it shows that somebody's moving a computer cursor, and it's just cropping out the person's face, mm-hmm. and then the artificial intelligence is giving an assumption of what it thinks this is a picture of. So sometimes it said 67% male. Sometimes it just said male, and then sometimes the things that were coming back, um, a walrus. A mustache, a boy in a sweater, like the things that like AI could not 
recognize these famous black women. Wow. Whether the picture was in color, whether the picture was black and white, whether it was an older picture or newer picture, it was not identifying these women as women. Mm -hmm. And so that makes me think, these are famous women. Mm-hmm. These are historical figure women. Mm-hmm. These are women that have money. If something should happen to them, they have teams of people, mm-hmm. lawyers, mm-hmm. you know, speech writers. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to care about what happens to them. Yes. What happens to you or I when this AI is saying, oh, well, we recognize this face as somebody else because it's not properly formulated or configured to Mm -hmm. identify the features of my face as a woman of color Mm -hmm. so i was like mind blown it was like thank you that there's people that are so heavy and so smart Mm -hmm. and that work to make things better and so joy goes all over the world she volunteers her time she's sharing this information with people so we can make it better so i'm just so blown away right yeah i'm so blown away by her and i just can't wait to see what she does as she gets older oh for sure huge brain joy very good right on you definitely definitely good both nicole and joy right on both of you those are two women that i'm definitely going um those are two women i'm definitely going to be following in the future to see what they continue to do Mm -hmm. i i like it yeah, this was a good topic. I'm really glad that you did that. Because sometimes, you know, you sit down and you think, oh, you know, I want to look at this person. I want to look up that person. You want to mm-hmm. find out about it. Mm-hmm. But then it's like when you have a purpose for actually doing it, it's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Knowledge is power. And there's so much, much information out there. Research for mine because <laughs> I because I love these two people. Well, because it's just like you, some people just resonate with you, you know, like, like Joy does with you. Some people just make make it your day a little bit easier because when you're in the throes of the worst day of what you believe to be your worst day of your current existence you think about okay i can keep going on and i think these four women give us that so cool definitely 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 so moving right along (laughs) moving into our health topic healthy happy human yes how was your health this week it was good it was good i um i hate working out i think i I don't know if i've said that enough but i do hate it with a passion it's like a gray cloud on my day um come friday like all week i'm just thinking oh friday is coming and actually it's not i hate working out i hate going to the gym I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I hate stopping whatever it is I'm doing to get dressed to go to the gym. That's the part I hate. When I get to the gym, I'm good. I got my book. Actually, I love it. I love the hour away, you know? Well, I give you so much credit. I don't actually enjoy going to the gym until I'm leaving and I'm on like that endorphin <laughs> high and I'm like, this is awesome. I should definitely do this again. Yeah. But yeah, yeah the I whole process, I'm that. like, I'm hating this. You, well, I, you know, like when I do my first 15 minutes, I'm good after that. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm in the zone. You know, I'm good. Things are moving along. Um, I know my routine, you know, I have this thing that I do, but it's just like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And so I'm just trying to figure out how to change the conversation in my mind 
so that I can, um, you know, uh, you know, be a little bit happier and it'll be a bit okay. Cause this is the new reality for me. I need to work out and I need to be healthy and I need to continue doing these things. So I, I have to figure out how to, you know, make it work. So that's how my week, as far as health is gone, I've, I did go to the gym tonight. I wasn't going to full truths here. Shivana is going to use the podcast as my out. Oh, snap. Don't be using us as an out because <laughs> get that workout in. So I was, I was, I was, I was like, no, I need to like really make sure I know everything about Oprah and I really need to make sure I know everything about everything. And I'm like, Sam, it's Oprah. Of course you fucking, <laughs> you know, of course, you know. And then I'm like, J.K. Rowling, you just read her story again last week, you know? So it's like, no, you you got this. Go to the gym. You're not going to hurt anybody. You know, like, you're good, you know? Right. And I was like, no, I need to. Do. And I just kept, like, saying no. And then finally, like, I've been doing it now for, what, it's been about seven or eight weeks now I've been going to the gym. And so now my body just kind of did muscle memory. It was like, go get clothes, go put on clothes, walk outdoor, you know? (laughs) That's really good. I'm very proud of you. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very proud of you. It was hard. So question for you, because you mentioned the book. Are you listening to music while you're working out or are you just reading your books? What are you doing? I'm both. I'm both. Okay. I'm listening to music and reading a book. So our gym is super cool because we have this thing where, you know, well, most gyms probably have it. And most people, even if you're just doing a treadmill at home, they have a treadmill that has like a thing for your books so, or for your yeah. iPad or whatever. Yeah. So it's not for books. Like you can't bring a book because it doesn't have anything for a book. But if you bring your iPad or your Kindle reader or whatever, you can throw it on there and just boom, you're get in the zone, reading, listen to music, walking. I mean, like at the end of the day, I'm like, this was awesome. An hour away from the twins, doing something healthy for myself, got some reading in, got some good music in. Like that was actually pretty cool. Again, it's the getting my clothes on part. Because when I get home, I'm going to tell you ladies, okay, I want to take my bra off and I want to just put on a muumuu. And be done with the day. I'm done with a the moo-moo. day. A full moo Like one of my big huge shirts. And I'm done. <laughs> or as my grandma used to say, the house coat. My grandma used to have like, I don't even know why she had so many. But she had like a literal house coat and they had like flower prints on it. But she would be like dressed <laughs> underneath. But it was like on top of it, you put a house don't coat. Play. It's like, grandma, don't we can play. relax now. That's every Sunday at my house because you didn't want to get makeup. On your church clothes. Yeah. Grandma had a house coat. Put the house coat on with them uh, hosieries and flip flops. Don't play. Oh, girl. Girl. You know. I know. My Southern mama. But I definitely, definitely can relate. But one song that I definitely want to share with you and to our readers because. Our listeners. When I. Our listeners, right? I've got books on the brain. (laughs) Whenever I do work out, this song, it's called The Hustle. And it is by the Reliable Source Music. I don't know what kind of group that is. It is like urban pop, Mm -hmm. but it's 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 the beat of the music. It's not the words. Let's post it. Let's post it. 
I will post it. So that's the thing that I'm wondering. I would play it for you guys right now, but I'm pretty sure that there's like some copyright stuff and you'd have yeah, to pay somebody. Shouldn't. Yeah. But we can definitely link you guys to it. Yeah. If you have Apple Music, just literally put in the hustle and the little picture. You it and looks your like Apple Music. I'm sure you don't guys hate can Sam. find you it on YouTube. Apple Music. I'm sure you can. Everybody find should it on just YouTube. have Apple Music. You, you Apple pays YouTube, you. Does, but they, they have to like. You should get I mean, paid for the way you hustle Apple. I, I'm always telling people about Apple because this is a thing yeah. about Apple Music. Totally aside, right? But if I'm listening to something, you know, and um, because like I was just telling Sam earlier, I keep um the Lo-Fi Hip Hop channel on YouTube on in the background instead mm-hmm. of like watching TV and I'm just doing stuff. But there's music in the background. Mm-hmm. If I hear something that I like, I Shazam it, and then once I Shazam it, it pops up, and means. then it's like, oh, it's on. What happened? What is a Shazam? What? what do you, how do you Shazam oh, it? Samantha. Samantha. I don't know. I, you know I'm like two Shazam. years behind on everything. Everything. Well, I'm about to just. <laughs> about so to offline we're going to have to go through this whole Shazam. Oh, for no, the least the, le- the, the listeners might not know what it is. But for everybody okay. that does not know what Shazam is. Shazam is an app. And it's literally like S-H-A-Z-A-M. Shazam. Mm-hmm. And whenever you hear music that you like, you quickly open your Shazam uh, app. You touch this button. And then within a matter of seconds, the song and the person that sings the song comes up. So all the song info. And if you have Apple Music, a little Apple Music icon will pop up. And you could automatically add it to a playlist. So this is how I get like so many great songs. So I'm like, oh, I like uh. that. Oh, I like that. You have to so you pay should for add that? that in your life. It's free, Samantha. Okay. I I mean, I think I think Apple Music is worth the money. Mm-hmm. That's my own personal opinion. YouTube but, is free. But you can't take YouTube to the gym. You can't. And then no, because listen, when your com- when your phone screen closes, then the music is over. Unless you pay, pay for, for YouTube, YouTube Red. Red, which nobody should ever pay for because it's ridiculous. And you know what? Who told them to name it YouTube Red? To me, because that sounds like some kind of porno name. <laughs> like, they used to have a, 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 a red porn, something that was closely related to porno. And I saw it and I was like, who's selling porno on YouTube? <laughs> right the first time I saw it, I was like, what is this? But anyway, to, to wrap it back health. in, because exactly, yes, because this is how we can be. I like to listen to motivating music if and when. I'm going to work out. That is something that's really important to me. But just because I said all of this about this awesome music, we're not going to get hype because I did not work out this week. <laughs> it just didn't happen. Um, you guys are going to go through this journey with me. I really mean well. I do want to do we better. Have to, we have but to I'm recap. Struggling. We have to recap because last week your goal was to work out three days this week. It didn't, so it didn't so happen. I'm gonna keep it all the way real it didn't happen like I didn't you know what I did I started I watched competitions with people I had good intentions Mm, you did did start competitions yes I did not walk in fact I sent Sam a picture of all the ice cream that is in my freezer. <laughs> she did. Nothing healthy happened this week. No, I shouldn't say that. I take that back. I made salad twice this week, and it was a good Proud salad. Of you. So I did do that. I had breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I think, three days this week, which is huge for me because mm-hmm. I am, you know, not really consistent with cooking meals. So, you know what? I'm like, listen, I think I need to take 
super, super, super baby steps. Three days a week might even be too much for me because Mm -hmm. I just feel like everything else in my life it just feels so much more important. Oh, and it's for like, sure. Mm-hmm. Why am I going to go to this gym? Like, I mm-hmm. don't even want to go. Yeah. I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And just know. Yeah. So I'm a work in progress. Yeah. I'm human. Next week should be better. Right. It should be. Because <laughs> I do want to get it together. I You're really gonna do want to get it together. together. It's going to happen. You just have but, to do. What is it? 30 days and you get a habit. Is it 30? It's supposed to be 21. 21. But okay. I probably you need 60. <laughs> you defy all, <laughs> all yeah, science. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling. I am struggling. I and know. I don't know what I it know. is. I'm like, I struggle I, too. I struggle too. But I'm, you're going. You are going. I'm not yeah. going. Like, I'm just really having a yeah. hard time with this. It's And it's ridiculous I because go. I know what to do. It, but you go. That's the thing. So it's like I yeah. need to find the appropriate motivator for me so that I can manipulate my environment Lose so that I can go to the gym. I think that helps but me. You know, I lost circumference. And I can okay. tell that I lost circumference, you know. And yeah. um, so that motivated me to continue losing circumference. But see, now what happens when you stop losing weight? This is why they say you need those I don't know if I lost weight. victories. That's why, I don't, that's why I don't go on the scale. I don't know if I lost weight. I just know my, I, 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 I tape. I tape. I don't wait. So mm-hmm. I just go by inches. I don't know. And I even look at that scale because that scale is depressing. It's you depressing. know how I feel about the scale. Yeah, you wait Saturday every, mornings, yeah. mm-hmm. every Saturday morning. I get on yeah. the scale whether I, I exercise not. or not because I need to know what is going on. <laughs> and I feel like <laughs> it's depressing. It's a sad story because if I work my ass off all week and I'm doing my 21 miles because I do 21 miles on the weekends. And if I do that and then come to find out I lost point zero zero one of a pound. I just like give me the damn ice cream. Give me the ice cream right now and to hell with this gym. I'm not doing it. You know, because you just you just get discouraged. And and so for me, I'm like, okay, okay, I went down 0.5 of an inch. You know, I rather that's a win for me. Those are wins, you know, for me. So like, okay, because you know, studies show, you know, you need to have what is it, a 30, what is a healthy waist? A health a healthy waist um is 30, 30. I believe. 30 and under for women and 35 and under for men. Inches, yes. Inches, yes, inches. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so I'm like, okay, we got to get, you know, make sure we're in our healthy zone because, you know, that's what's up. So you look at that, you're taping yourself. Like, I think I'm down to like 28 in the waist. Oh, snap, look at you. Okay. Yeah, and that's it. But see, I have a I, tape measure, but it care. ain't coming out. <laughs> I don't care about I don't care about my waist more than I care about my belly. Like I go from um because my waist is I have I don't have a midsection. I have a I don't have an abdomen. I don't have that. You know, it's just like a belly that comes out protrude. And then there's your waist. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's your hips. I mean, you know, I don't have like you know, some women are long in the abdomen. I'm not that chick. So Wait. my waist is so high and so closely related that it's just like, well, of course it's going to be smaller than this big ass belly that I have because I don't have a damn weight. I don't have any kind of, I don't have an abdomen. 
Another good reason that you should go. Studies have shown, according to American Cancer Society, that you mitigate the risk of breast cancer when you are active, when you are working out and you increase in your time spent in the gym. You do mitigate your um, risk to breast cancer. There's a lot of variables to why women get breast cancer, men too. Um, some of them is hereditary, but some of it can be prevented or mitigated or avoided. And so this is the group that, you know, we're speaking to right now is the group that, you know, doesn't have those genetic precursors that is, you know, just can't do anything about it. That's the thing that you were made up with is your DNA. But there are some just like type two diabetes is avoidable. If we work out, you know, and we stay active, try to get those 10,000 steps in or at the very least 30 minutes of activity. Ooh. I don't get 10,000. Ain't gonna happen. My goal is like six. So I don't think I get that either. But I just why I work out. That's why I do 21 miles on the weekends because during the week I actually we because of our Apple watch we try to get our hit for our calories like we do active calories so there's sleeping calories and active calories I call them sleeping calories I don't know what the actual name is um all I know is them suckers don't count when I'm looking at it's like how is it I have 500 calories but only 300 of them are active you know so those active calories we I think my goal is to have 370 active calories a day and then stand up 12 hours a day and then um those are the only ones I actually follow consistently. And then on the weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's funny because I don't do any standing because I'm usually writing or doing something sitting down on the weekends. So my standing goal is usually defunct, but my exercise and my move goal is they're always on it. So that's what the fact is for today. Workout, increase your activity because it's going to help for those who are in this group of folks who can mitigate the risk of having breast cancer by keeping an active life. Like seriously, seriously, look at it this way. This is the way I have to look at it. I'm putting numbers on the back end by just going to the gym. Like, yeah, I don't what's have more, a, you, you got it. <laughs> I don't have a thing for it, Sam. You've got to think about it. Like, all you have to do is go to the gym and you can mitigate breast cancer. That's it. That take those that's couple definitely something minutes to think of and go to the gym. Like, maybe that's the conversation I need to change in my head when I hate, despise completely, uh, just hate going to the gym. So maybe that's the thing like, Sam, come on, you're putting years on the back end because we know statistically, scientifically, we are increasing our chances for longevity. So. Right. That's definitely true. And so ladies, don't be afraid. Come over to our social media. You can find us on Instagram and on Facebook at The Noir Professionals. And let us know, what's your health journey? Are you like Sam? Are you hitting it every week and you're getting your fitness in and your water and you're doing all these things? Or are you like me struggling to just kind of hold it together? Like, let's talk about this because we can help each other along in this journey. Leaning into growth topic is one of our favorites where we get to talk about entrepreneurship and finances and this week yes i know right isn't that the best (laughs) i need more of the world go around 
girl. Just like, just That's like, just like they're like, I need more cowbell. I need more money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So today we are going to be going over baby step two, um, which is part of the Dave Ramsey's program to get yourself out of debt. So again, we're not paid or sponsored to talk about these things. I just feel very, very strongly about Dave Ramsey and his programs, and I feel like it's very beneficial. So I want to share the steps with you guys so that you have another tool to use in your arsenal. Um, Everything concerning the baby steps, printouts, whatever you need can be found at DaveRamsey.com. He needs to put the DaveRamsey.com. Like there's only one. So freaking awesome. That's, there's only him. one Dave Ramsey. That's really, really Dave Ramsey. Okay. Um, but step two is all about paying off your debt. And so in step two, you're going to pay off everything but your house. Uh, so see, we're talking I'm credit glad cards, you stop calling car. them baby steps. I'm so glad. That's what they're called. The seven baby steps. It's, it's a big baby step, but it's, it's a, a baby step nonetheless. It's a human and adult step. <laughs> this is why he calls it the baby steps, though. Um, or how you can think of baby step two as being a baby step. So what you're going to do is, which can be a bit daunting, when you don't know what your numbers are, it's very easy to be like, okay, you know, I maybe have a car payment, a student loan, credit card, but it's not that bad. When you sit down and you list them out from smallest to greatest and you add them up, you're like, wow, I owe a lot of money. It can become overwhelming. So under Dave Ramsey's program, what you do is you focus on the smallest debt first and you pay it off because you want to get momentum. It's a snowball. So think of a snowball at the top of a hill. It's small, small, small. And as it goes down, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So you might have a credit card that has $125 on it. And then your next credit card might have $500 on it. And then all the way at the bottom of your list, you might have a 100000 student loan, right? Ugh. You're going to only focus on that $125 credit card. And so once you've paid off, or not paid off, but once you've paid your monthly bills, what you're responsible for, you're then going to put a payment on your $125 credit card. And the key is to put any little bit of extra money on the credit card that you can. And so Dave Ramsey calls this getting gazelle intense. So this means if you need to sell something, like what we talked about during episode one, maybe you're going to hop on, let go. Maybe you're going to give away clothes. Maybe you're going to offer babysitting services. Um, You can pick up what we call a gig job because we're in a gig economy. Whatever you need to do to get extra money, you're going to put all that extra money on that $125 card and you're going to pay it off. ABC one two three quick with gazelle intensity. Then you take that hundred and twenty five dollars, and you take whatever little extra money you were putting on it, and you're gonna roll that into your next credit card, which is five hundred dollars, and you're gonna keep doing this and doing this until you've paid off your debt. Depending on how much debt you have, it's gonna take longer. Um, depending on how much money you make, 
It may take less time or longer time. I have been listening to Dave Ramsey for at least three years now. He's got a podcast. He has an Instagram. People share their debt-free stories. Some people do amazing, amazing things. They're like, I paid off $50,000 in three months. And I'm like, well, but then they're like, I sold a car. I sold my house. And now I live in an RV because I'm getting gazelle intense. Everyone's journey is going to look different. I'm going a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. I'm not selling anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm so slow. I just, I just, I, I'm not selling anything. I don't have anything to sell. Mm-hmm. My main thing is student loans, and I have a lot of them. So I realized that it's going to take me some time to do this. But I have been doing it for a while. I've been able to pay off credit cards. I just recently paid off my car. So with Woo! persistence, everybody, yes, I was so excited about it. Every bit helps. Um, So again, please feel free to hop over to our Facebook or our Instagram at the Nora Professionals and you can share Finance Friday. Tell us, what are you doing? Did you check us out this week? How many of you are getting these expensive coffees at Starbucks and it's adding up? All that money you're putting toward your coffee at Starbucks, you could put it... I love a good iced caramel macchiato. (laughs) So that's where my money is going. But if you don't spend your money there, that's that can add up to $1,200 a month. So imagine, or not a month, I'm sorry, $1,200 a year. So imagine if you took that $1,200 and you put that toward your debt. You could say you had both your credit cards paid off if they were $125 and $5 something. But it's little things like that. Start thinking in different ways. Start being positive, thinking where you can find money so that you can... I shouldn't say find money because we don't really find money that can help us no. pay off debt. Find ways you can work to get or what you can sell to get money to help get you down. So again, please feel free to head over to our social media and share with us what you're doing, where you are in your journey. We're definitely excited to go on this um, journey with you. Absolutely. I... <clears throat> just want everyone to know that I had this big thing about Chipotle and I was going to Chipotle every single day and getting my steak bowl I love it and I went down don't yell at me Siobhan for what I'm about to say so I went down to going to Chipotle only once a week because like Siobhan said I should treat myself after doing a very good thing so i was like okay on fridays if i don't have chipotle all week i can have chipotle on fridays and um then i was like oh i've gotten so good at not going to chipotle because first of all um kids are back at school i work at a university and the kids are back and i'm gonna hit one of those little suckers if i um (laughs) keep going out to chipotle at lunchtime because that's when they're changing classes most of the time you know and i'm like Mm. too unsafe for me mitigate mitigate i'm all about mitigating the you know risk so i'm like okay Mm -hmm. can't be going chipotle need to be going in somewhere i can walk or bring my own lunch so i brought my own lunch but then i started buying like stuff on the way home and i'm like i think this is counter (laughs) what happened well i like today for example today i was like woohoo sam no chipotle for a whole week and then i bought a pizza you know, so it's like I didn't get Chipotle, but I did go and buy us a pizza for dinner tonight, you know. Um, and then I was like, oh, I'm not going to get Chipotle, so I'm going to sign up for this subscription to blah, 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 you know. But I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. I just spent my Chipotle money 
you know, on some other places when I really wanted to just allocate that money to like my trip to come see you or, you know, stuff like that. Um, But, you know, so it's a work in progress. So what where Siobhan is killing the game with saving money. I'm not killing it. I want to put that out there. I am making baby steps to progress. I wish that I was on a baby step. Like, Like I'm still crawling out here. I'm like, I ain't ready to walk. So. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just, I don't want to take a step. None of it. So I just, you know, we all have our strengths and we all have our weaknesses. I like to make money. I equally like to spend it. And I really, I save it because I have to. I'm forced to. But I, if I have to save above and beyond that, it's hard. So I hear you guys who are struggling with that. It is hard. And I am struggling. Like, have you not heard how much ice cream I like to buy? Ice Honey, cream is expensive. you don't have kids. Um, no, yeah, no, you try, try <laughs> that shit with kids. Like you don't have kids. And so kids are like a whole deal. So it's like, oh my God, yeah, they are the sports activities, mm-hmm. clothes, yeah. food. Yes. It's just like, mm, yes. y'all need jobs. <laughs> yeah, I was looking, I took a picture of my dog and I was like, you need a job. You sitting here sleep, you know, in my house, getting all this good air. When are you gonna win a <laughs> award or something? You need to go. Not the air. Yes, that's how we feel it. Like y'all sucking up my air. Ain't nobody paying for this air but me. Oh, yeah, people come to my house. That like, kids mm. are expensive. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, yeah, they're so, very expensive. The struggle is real. It definitely is. It definitely, definitely is. But we can all do it. We'll get together. We'll get through it together. Um, Which and support one, one another and provide tips. Yes. Brings me to my affirmation. It's about struggling. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's hear this. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's okay. a good one. Are you guys ready? Here we go. I'm ready. The struggle you're in today is developing the strength you need for tomorrow oh deep that's so deep you know i one of these days i think i want to have a podcast just on the struggle of being a single mother so um it is a different beast it is a totally different beast there are so many times where we second guess ourselves it, it just being a parent by itself is difficult but um it's an extra layer of complexity i think when you're a single parent and I really do, you know, want to tell those folks out there who are struggling. And even if you're not a single parent, even if you're just a one person and you're just struggling, just trying to keep your head above water, you know, um, just like the woman we talked about today, you can do it. The struggle you're dealing with today, once you get through it, you're going to be stronger. You're going to be um, able to tackle these things. This is going to be a small case to you. What's big today will be small tomorrow once you overcome it and kill it dead you will have um the resources the tools and you know everything you need really to to see this thing through and if it ever comes up again you'll be able to look at it attack it strategically and overcome it easily so even though we hate going through things every time we go through something um it's definitely making us stronger and getting us more equipped to deal with the uh things of the future so definitely hang in there absolutely that's great that is fantastic and one that i am using this week is another um it's actually a quote 
from a woman that looks to motivate people and inspire people based on their purpose. And I'm like, I want to use this moving forward because it's great. It's I'm not going to be living by accident anymore. I'm going to live on purpose. And that's by Jovian Zane. Mm. She is the founder of On Purpose Movement. And Sam and I talk about this a lot Mm -hmm. offline about, you know, what am I doing next in my five-year plan and all these kind of things. And I feel like for me personally, I usually have large goals based around education. Okay, I'm going to finish undergrad. I'm going to finish my master's, Mm -hmm. pass my boards, do things like that. And I feel like I'm in this awkward space where Mm -hmm. I've met the goals that I've had for myself and now it's planning the next five years. And it's something about that, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be 40. I think I shared this last week. That's like, I was having maybe a midlife crisis. It's just trying to figure it out and making sure that I'm living on purpose Mm -hmm. because I do a lot of reading. So I had read somewhere else. Again, I cannot remember because it's 12, 15 in the morning. It's like, oh no. But I definitely read something that said if you do not plan for the next five years of your life and you don't change anything that you're doing, you will be exactly where you are right now in five years. And I was like, wow. So again, if you don't have a plan for where you want to be in five years and you keep doing the things the way you are right now mm-hmm. in five years you will be in exact the same place, place. Mm-hmm. and honestly i believe that wholeheartedly because if you're not working toward change if you're not working toward making things better mm-hmm. nothing is going to change you're going right. to be in the same place whether it's in your love life mm-hmm. in your career mm-hmm. with your health mm-hmm. you know like i keep saying i want to get healthy but i definitely keep eating ice cream well you know what in six months you're still going to be eating ice cream and heavy set <laughs> So we mm-hmm. really have to get intentional about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely want to work on that. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. So, so that's it for us tonight, today, whenever you're listening. <laughs> it is. And we both want to say thank you so much for joining us. As always, you can find us at the Noir Professionals on Facebook and Instagram. And you can reach us by email at the Noir Professionals at gmail.com. Sam, and do you have anything else you'd like to share? And get her to say noir and not noir. I did say it. I said it tw- I said noir. three times. I know. I said time, it correctly. I was thinking, is she going to say it right this time? And I'm saying. I did. I said no. I said noir three times. Ah, there you go. And I said it right other times. I Nope. I, okay. Play it. Roll it roll back. It play back, the audio. <laughs> I definitely said it right because I have been practicing all week. I definitely said that noir professionals. If I didn't. I will PayPal you five bucks. It's a bet right now. Okay, we we're gonna let we're gonna let we're gonna let, let everyone else um, decide. Did she say it right, Noir or Noir? And we're talking about when she just said it three times in a row for the social media. So you guys tell us yes if she said it right. Comment on our Facebook page. Comment um, on our Instagram. Let us know. Um, also, if it didn't, Sam gets five. Sam gets five bucks. Like don't. Don't take my That's money. Chipotle That's right Chipotle there. Money, but you're y'all. not going to get it. Yeah. I'm going to get it. And you know what I'm going to do with it? She, I'm going to get ice cream. She's saying get, or Starbucks. Um, <laughs> no ice cream. No ice. <laughs> so anyway, we'll wrap up and we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Just don't forget, make sure you are subscribing to our podcast and make sure you give us a five 
And if you don't want to give us five, just don't give us anything at all. Because you remember what your mom said. If you don't have anything good to say, just don't say anything at all. That's what mom said. So, let's just stick with those rules. And so, we'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks, guys. Bye.